have you been living and solving problems and coping with stress with the basic perspective of a three-dimensional world? And now you've gotten to a place in your life where you're interested in understanding more about things like intuition and the universal spiritual laws and energy work. My guest today is Paul Quinton. He's a transformational mentor, an energy worker, a channel, a writer, and a teacher of soul integration and esoteric knowledge. And our conversation is an introduction to the skills that normal everyday people can learn so that they can transform their perspective of their experience on this planet out of the capitalistic and status-oriented realm that keeps us all running on hamster wheels and then feeling unconnected and unfulfilled. So if you're like me and you've spent most of your life denying the existence of a spiritual realm because it seems childish or woo-woo or in conflict with your religious upbringing, I invite you to open your mind and explore what else could be true. My name is Colleen Cashman. I'm a soberish recovery coach helping high achieving women get emotionally sober so that drinking less or not at all feels like a superpower. Join me each week for evidence-based holistic strategies to regulate your brain chemistry and nervous system and also develop a growth mindset so you can feel proud, confident, and resilient with or without a drink in your hand because it's not about the alcohol. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to take a quick moment to explain who I am and what I do, because this podcast is just the tip of the iceberg. I run a group coaching program called The Next Chapter, where I work with type A, high achieving professional women who are or have experienced symptoms of alcohol use disorder which means that you think that alcohol is your problem and worry that permanent sobriety is the only solution. And there's also a part of you, that inner quiet knowing that senses there's more to the story. And I want to affirm that you're right, there is. I can show you that alcohol is not your problem. It is your teacher. I have created a proprietary accelerated recovery process, which is built on eight core principles that you need to master because the real challenge for you is you have to learn how to think differently, to shift your focus from what you think to how you think. There are skills that I can teach you so that you can resolve your problems in a way that actually serves you even when it's hard, even when it pisses off somebody else, and even when you'd rather pour a drink and say, screw it. My group coaching program will teach you how to think like an emotionally sober person and retrain your brain to solve problems instead of just creating them. I can teach you how to extract the objective truth from any situation 
so that you can identify your own subconscious limitations and also regulate your nervous system in real time and on demand. When you have these skills, you will access a level of personal power that honestly, you can't even imagine is possible right now. So if you're interested in doing the work to change who you are and how you think, pause this episode right now and get in the show notes and register for my free masterclass where I lay out my accelerated recovery process and explain the eight core principles. Then if you're truly interested in working with me, you'll be eligible to apply for a free discovery call with me to discuss whether or not the next chapter is a good fit for your capabilities as well as your goals. And now for today's episode, we're going to discuss the most powerful spiritual laws and universal principles that can transform your life. You know, if you were raised with strict religious or scientific beliefs, you may be really wary of any idea that suggests that there's more to our experience on this planet than what we can see. But relying on three-dimensional logic doesn't really go that well for very long. But when you step outside of our reality as we know it in our society and really look at the big picture, the success of our economy is reliant on all of us to literally buy into the idea that the only things we can count on as being real are limited to things we can see and touch and easily understand. But denying the spiritual realm of our human experience is what's causing the very real symptoms of depression, anxiety, and disconnect that many of us suffer with. My guest today, Paul Quinton, is an interesting combination of woo-woo and scientific. And he's here to give you a down-to-earth introduction for exactly how you can access multidimensional states of your own consciousness. We talk about how to heal addiction and disable your triggers by tapping into the energy of your emotions and why relying on logic makes you a victim to other people's agendas Paul discusses the widespread misinformation pushed by the New Age movement that causes intelligent people to dismiss the very real and evidence-based modalities that empower you to heal yourself. So please enjoy the episode. Paul, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to introduce you to my audience because I don't do a lot of what I would refer to as woo-woo stuff, and yet personally, I'm very interested in exploring that part. I've always been a big nerd, and I like research and studies. It's interesting, though, because there there is science to back conscious um, and spiritual modalities, and I was really attracted to who you are and what you do because it seems like you do blend real world science, realistic expectations with actual uh, techniques that allow us to get deeper into who we are as spirit, who we are as consciousness. So can you introduce yourself to my audience and catch them up on who you are? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on anyway, Colleen. Um, So yeah, my name is Paul Quinton. Um, So I'm a sort of teacher. I do healing work. I'm a sort of spiritual coach uh, and transformative uh, modality. Um, So really help people sort of empower themselves, understand where they're coming from, and really sort of working with 
misinformation, but I'll get into that later. So basically, I grew up in a, in a psychic healing family or psychics and, and mediums. Um, so my, my usual Tuesday night would, would be doing seances and helping spirit move on from the astral plane. So this was a very common practice. Uh, and this was an introduction to me from a very young age. And I really started to sort of sharpen my skills as I was young. Obviously, I was born with them, which was a great thing. Um, so I used to see spirit, smell spirit. And, you know, and don't get me wrong, it was quite fearful at times because when you're a young child, you know, I was sort of thrown into it, um, and which was great in the, in the day because you understand, you get to work out what fear really is uh, and magnetically why you're being triggered that way. And we used to go to the spiritualist church, which is very different to normal churches. And basically, you would you, there would be someone at the front and they would channel and they get messages from everyone, all loved ones. So it was always quite an interesting um, experience. And so and then I became a teenager. So I just had a sort of normal life, but I always had that in the background. I was always talking to spirit, helping me out where I was, you know, getting stuck or whatever. So that was a process of, of having that union and marriage with them that was, that I trusted. And it was the trust that really made me feel okay, even when I was in dire straits. So that was a place of comfort uh, and I could always rely on it. And then I went in the, I was went in the military for six years. Then I was traveling the world, worked on cruise ships. And I think it's probably I think 2000, around 2000, 1999, I started getting into this work again full time. And I've been self-employed since then, really. And I've just been developing my own practice. So I've done a lot of different modalities and I got into the channeling process. And that's really the foundation of all my work now. And it's given me these information to make it a simplified message because human beings now need a full set of rules and procedures to awaken themselves. So that's really the structure where I'm at now. And obviously having a book that's coming out uh, this year as well. So yeah. So I have a question for you being kind of opposite of, of your growing up. You were taught a cognitive framework to explain your experiences and that cognitive framework the semantics are spiritual you know guides i grew up in a church where we prayed there was the holy spirit and i have also had a lot of spiritual experiences in my life but i explained those experiences differently you know just using different languages and and orthodoxy and and dogma can you speak to the audience who may be listening and saying, oh, that's not me, or I don't even believe in that. Can you speak to the experience of connecting to spirit, if you will? Is it possible that we're all experiencing the same thing? We're just using different language, different frameworks, different orthodoxy to categorize what we're going through, make sense of it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for me, because it's so normal because of what I've seen. I've seen dimensions, I've seen portals open, I've had experience with spirit, I've talked to them, I've seen other beings. So for me, it's a very normal practice, but there's nothing wrong with religion. Religion is, 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 is fantastic in its way, and obviously it's been corrupted, and we've all, we all know that over the years, etc., etc. But what spirit said to me is that we are all creative. You know, we are, we are unique. No one's better, we're all equal. Uh, so we all have the same abilities. Now, it's the programming and the conditioning and the misinformation that has caused us to think that we're separate from God, that we are less than. Most people have belief systems that we've been punished, we're sent here as, as a sinner. Uh, and this is detrimental to our health. And also, when you believe that you don't have the power to manifest your own 
energy, then you are splitting your cells and you divide. And this is where their misinformation comes in. And this is where fear comes in. And also the belief that I don't have those abilities, but everyone does. We're just conditioned not to feel them. When you are speaking to consciousness, if you want to call it, spirit, guide, God, whatever, I just call it frequency, divine current, consciousness. It's easy because if your intention is there, intention is the foundation of all outcomes. Everything created comes from an intention first. So if your intention is to, to go out and create something, a communication, it will start to manifest in some form. Yeah. So really it comes down to intention. When you pray out of fear, you are saying to the universal mind that I don't have the power. So then what happens is you stay in that cycle of energy because this planet is magnetic. So if you create belief systems that are formed in um, alignment instead of duality or polarization, then you, of course you are creating a foundation then to open up. But many people feel things intuitively, but ultimately that's generally their soul or, or as you call it, a spirit guide or whatever that's influencing them. Yeah. So they've done they've done a lot of studies on prayer, like you said, prayer and, and there are thousands of people and they've, they've shifted um, like the crime rates have gone down in certain cities. You know, they've done a lot of um, scientific research on prayer. So it doesn't matter which form, like all roads lead to Rome. Right. The main thing is what new consciousness is trying to put on human beings is that you are not separate, that you do have the power within you. That this masculine energy of striving, struggling to achieve is redundant. It's all about the feminine now. It's all about receptivity. It's already understanding. You have all the power yeah. in you. You just need to surrender to it. So it's about unconditioning the human state. It's about the misinformation. Now, misinformation yeah. has crippled the planet. And this is why we're all in so much suffering. Yeah. You know, The majority of the divide between, let's say, Eastern and Western religions, where yeah. God is either outside of you, up there, out there, or God is inside of you, you know, there's bridges in both directions. I know as a child, I was taught I had to ask Jesus to come into my heart. And I had very real experiences with God inside of me. Yeah. You know, I was taught that I was separate from God, but as a child, I, I just remember those experiences yeah. of feeling loved and watched and cared for. I know religious people who, who are very, very spiritual and feel very at one with God, whether they're Catholic or whether Baptist or whatever. And then I know people who dabble in the mediums and psychics who are all wrapped up with dark energy, you know, and what's the difference between dark energy and let's say Satan or whatever. So it's just semantics. I love now being able to just accept what other people tell me and try it on in my own body and nervous system to see intuitively where there's truth and and take the truth that resonates with me and then don't worry too much about the words or anything else that, exactly. of other things exactly you know you talk about the universal laws for transformation of our emotional and our soul bodies and our conscious mind can you speak to what it is that you do that leads to healing yeah so basically like you said at the beginning it was all a bit woo-woo and a lot of people like that because Unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation in the New Age movement. So I can understand. And there are a lot of people going to it and not, still not finding their answers because they're putting their power into someone else. You can't do that. How do you use this framework or what is it that you consider the universal laws for transformation that allow you to heal 
emotionally. So universal law, so we want to get rid of the, the new age hype because we want to make it digestible for the man on the street. So it doesn't matter if you come from religion, you're unaware, you're on the fence. Yeah, you've had a little bit before. It's inviting. And like you said, it has to resonate. Whenever I bring anyone on my course, I say, I send out an email. I say, I don't, I don't sell it. I said, read the words, tune in. If it feels right, come on. If it doesn't, don't come on. Because I don't want people coming on with their heads anyway. I want them to come in because they feel it, because they know they're ready for transformation. So we take a lot of the new age hype. We don't take this word spiritual. I don't even use the word healer. Because in truth, no one can heal your pain, only you. You're the only one that can do it because you've created it. What we do is we say that we bring in universal laws. So I, I, I use a lot of Einstein stuff because he said, look, basically, I've never got any of my answers from, from logical thinking. It's all through imagination. Imagination is our most powerful tool. So we reintroduce that in a healing perspective and, and also a way where you can start to understand that you have access to all consciousness at all times, which, which is amazing. That's information, that's healing, that's manifestation, whatever. So we use the universal laws. We, we use the um, observation technique, which quantum physics are talking about now. When you observe something, it changes the particles of the wave structure. So we use that same technique of observation. So when you observe an emotion through your consciousness, through your imagination, you detach from it. Most people get caught in their emotions. Most people don't want to feel them, so they suppress them. But when they do feel them, they attach their mind to it and go, oh, my God, I'm this person. This is creating my world's falling apart. So we get you out of that state and we show you how to observe. When you observe something and you create space between you and that feeling, divine current or consciousness, which is the same energy that keeps your heart beating, moves into that space and unilateral belief systems or emotional holds are pushed into oscillation. Now, when oscillation is swinging, you have an alignment of consciousness. It means that energy can come into the cells and awaken the cellular information that you are all okay, that everything's fine, that you can transform, whatever. So we breathe observation, acceptance and acknowledgement of those uh, feelings in the moment without judgment, you see. So really it's about a process of moving yourself into a, into a different state so you're not debilitated. Now, when you understand that you've created everything yourself, that the worst person in your life that's triggering you, whether it's abandonment, fear, abuse, when you understand that they're only triggering you because they are mirroring to you what you have unresolved in yourself, it takes away the criticism and judgment. You don't blame. As soon as you start blaming someone else for, your, for what they've done to you, you keep the cycle going and it never changes. And you get rid of that person and you meet someone else and the same thing happens because your soul is not going to let you escape it. You cannot escape it any longer. So once you understand the magnetics that you're drawing everything to you, then you, it takes all of that stress away and you go, wow, I now have the tools. So, so we use the laws and this is why we use um, Dr. Moto. He's the one that did the science on um, water with 80% water. You know, Dr. Moto, I'll just quickly briefly explain just in case the listeners haven't. So he did the experiment with love and hate, screaming at it, hate and love. And the particles changed, they distostified with the hate, lit up with the love. And he did the same with classical music and, and really heavy, uh, heavy metal music. And the same thing happened. So this is all about your thoughts, your thinking and your process. Okay, Bruce Lipton then comes in and he debunks the whole hereditary model. The cell is, the brain is the cell, right? So your environment and your belief systems affect your hereditary model. So there's no such thing as addiction. Addiction is a state of the mind. When you understand that you can change that frequency around you very, very quickly. So these are the three science points that I use. And obviously, it's very much a sensory experience when I work. So I don't get, I don't want to fill people with their logic 
too much logic. So people come on and they, well, how do I draw this symbol? How do I do that? I said, how do you, how do you feel? How do you want to draw it? <laughs> draw it how you want and get, get into your own feeling about expressing your own self. And when people actually start to feel that, it's so empowering. And they realize what their mind has been doing to them, how it's kept them in servitude, in control. And it's, it's yeah, it's a beautiful thing when people are awake. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So what I heard you say that I want to highlight is that truthfully, it's knowing the difference or being able to distinguish between being an emotion, which is where most of us get caught up. We think I am angry. I am sad. I am depressed. I am anxious. And that creating space so that you are observing the energy of anger or fear or depression or anxiety, that that space, that shift of consciousness so that the seed of your awareness is observing that energy, that emotion, instead of being it, that is what the bridge is then to realize from a broader perspective that you have options and that you are experiencing this because of your mind, what you're making things mean. And because it's a hard, it's a hard shift to make, but even though I describe it similarly, but probably a little more excuse me, down to earth for people. I love the way you talk about it. It's very, um, it lifts my heart. I love, I love the idea of consciousness and spirit and all of that. But it's a hard thing to communicate to people that the big and singular shift you need to make is that you are creating your own experience. And our minds want to argue like, well, if somebody's pointing a gun at your head, they are creating your fear. Well, I like to say, let's just lop off the top 5% of those and like, let's just leave those in another pile. 95% <laughs> of your experiences are self-generated. Let, let's just leave the rest of it over there. Yeah. And so how do you help people come into that shift that is required where they are seeing themselves as the person experiencing the energy, the emotion versus actually being, it's like the tail wagging the dog. Like you're just being jerked around by subconscious processes. How do you get people there? Yeah. Well, in a workshop environment, it will be discussed. I'll explain how it works and then get them into a state of, of, of meditation and relaxation. Cause we will get them into the present moment. Many things will shift. Most people are out. They're not living in the present moment. They're either, you know, outside of themselves. So we sort of bring that place. And then what happens is it, it just naturally just transforms because we're all universal, unique beings. So it, it's not something you have to create or put a lot of stress into. It's just about being present. And someone that was sort of, as we say, left brain, what we do is we get them to, we talk them through it. So we, we bring up a, an example of, of an emotion where they might have been abandoned when they were a kid and that energy sitting there. We, we take them and they say, okay, where's the pain in your body? Oh, okay, it's my lower back. So we tune in, we get them to tune in and start to feel that process. So they have a, a sensory experience with the pain and emotion. That way they can go, okay, the brain goes, okay, there's something here. Okay, right, I can sit with this. And it's a process where you will just naturally open up. It's, it's too hard to put into words in some ways because it's subjective, but ultimately people will feel something that's going on and then when they feel it then we we say right now you need to observe it so we say look give it a shape or something close your eyes in your imagination and that shape or color or archetype represents that emotion 
As soon as you create space and observe it, that's when that divine current oscillation comes in. So it's very, very simple. The hard thing is unwinding. Most people go, it's too simple. It doesn't work. And they try to put all of this effort and, oh, no, I need to add this. I need to add that. And as soon as you do that, you block the process because everything is simple. It is so simple that we can't believe it. People don't believe in the simplicity because we're so programmed in we have to do a thousand courses, we have to have so many marks, we have to have so many university degrees. But ultimately, if you start filling that left brain without the creative brain, without the feminine, you're never going to be in balance. And this is why so many intellectuals, and I know a lot of them, their EQ is so low and they, they can't even resonate or have a, a conversation about their emotions because they're not trained to. Their brain has gone so much the other way. Um, so this is really about getting people just to use the other side of themselves, that feminine receptive side. And, and once you understand how emotional energy works, it's very, very simple. Um, and people, you know, when they're ready for it, they just they let go of the, too much of the criticism of, of the, the process. So it's quite yeah. amazing. Yeah. To, to go back to something that you said about intention, I think that what what most people don't get in kindergarten terms, what I didn't get for, for years, is that there is a difference between thinking about your feelings, trying to make sense of them, trying to argue with them, which ones are the good ones, which ones are the bad ones, and not thinking about your feelings. That's why nobody wants to do it, because our brains are freaking holding us hostage to these intrusive and circular and negative thought cycles. There's a difference between thinking about your feelings and actually feeling your feelings. To your point, my experience of when I am able to shift my focus, that's the muscle, that's the skill that I feel like I teach people is that you can choose what you pay attention to. And I think one of the main problems with our society and the rapid increase of mental health issues is that our focus has been captured quite honestly, by cell phones and digital distractions. And I'm not demonizing any of it, but we have lost the ability to command our own attention. And so we become kind of victims of other people's agendas. And we don't realize that we're just running these programs, algorithms, our own brain acts like an algorithm. And that when you can shift your focus, like when I get overwhelmed or upset, I will stop And if I'm at home in my home office, I will go lay on my bed and just feel everything going on in my body. So I'm paying attention and there's bubbles in my feet and there's, you know, heaviness in my chest and I don't judge it. I just lay there and feel it. Mm. And five to 10 minutes of that, I am reset and ready to go. I didn't solve any problems. I didn't figure anything out. I just laid there and felt my feelings. And I can report from this side of adopting that practice that my ability to detach and to see a bigger picture and direct my own focus so that I can pay attention to where I want to go instead of focusing on everything I don't want is so, so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It comes back to that point of just being present. And, you know, if you're breathing and observing what you're feeling, like you said, in your body, your body is so intelligent, it will naturally let go. It's always communicating to you. You know, the thing is, again, we run off to the doctor, right? Get the pills, suppress it. So it's not, it's not about listening. So I think your process is very good. And yes, you, you're, you're in that space. The, the amazing thing is now is this new earth frequency that we're in. It is about surrender. It is about taking a step back and allowing the soul body to take over because you have a soul contract. So less is more. And really, it's about just not having to 
push that energy forward anymore. Because as they say in our field, the spiritual warrior stands still and draws everything to them. They don't move. You don't need to move. Say that again. Spir- I didn't understand The spiritual it. warrior stands still and draws everything to them. They don't go out searching and looking for it. It's already in manifestation. It's already happening. You know, so the, the soul will take a step back. And honestly, it's so it's so empowering. And you see people change their lives overnight sometimes because they come out of relationships, they change their business, they go into the work they're meant to do. And, and they all report back. I was almost like, I can't believe it just ha- it's what happened in front of me. And it is a very surreal feeling. Things just manifest. And it's almost like, you know, and you start to realize how the 3D fabric is an illusion. And it's, 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 it's an amazing experience. But obviously, again, subjective. Um, and everyone can have that experience. But ultimately, most people at the moment are just, just wanting to get out of their heads, heal that emotional energy, and, and just start to feel, you know, that they're not a victim to it anymore. Uh, and that's the hardest thing is just getting people out of that consciousness or their attachment. Like you said, they attach to it, but you need to observe. Um, once you start to break that, uh, break that sort of energy cycle up, it, 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 the whole thing changes. Your cells are ready. Your cells are ready to change. Yeah. So it's a psychosomatic experience. Yeah. I'm experiencing that in my own life. And I would love to shift the conversation a little bit to the word channeling. Yeah. And I'll share how I've been using that. Exactly the experience you described is what's going on for me in my life. Like right now, I'm going through a divorce. I've got to turn this business into more than a hobby, you know, something that can support myself so I can move on. I'm moving, I've got, you know, adult children and teenagers that are still with me and like every reason in the world to panic. And I am finding that every single day I'm doing less and it's like I'm just standing there and it comes to me. Like the less I run around like a chicken with my head cut off, the clearer I can see and the more I'm able to focus. I'm like, holy crap, why haven't been I've been doing this the whole time? It is working amazing and it was just a matter of letting go of it feels like i had to trust myself but the truth is we're under the illusion we can trust our brains it's my brain that's been dragging me around like behind a truck with my face in the rubble you know just pulling me through life and now that i feel like what you described is that spiritual warrior where i'm standing still and then i can see what's out there and i just choose i'll take that I'll take this and it's just happening. And so here's the the word that I've been using lately, kind of like little baby wings in terms of my maybe I don't know, I wouldn't say angel wings, but like my warrior. It's my little baby warrior. Yeah. And it is that I'm not going to think about this. I'm going to channel it. Yeah. And so even before this podcast episode and I was on the phone over here and doing all this, I sat down for five minutes and I'm like, I don't have to think about what this interview is going to be. I'm just going to channel and open myself. Can you talk about what it, what am I saying when I'm saying I'm channeling? Channeling really is, again, everyone has the ability. We're just conditioned not to feel it. Um, So channeling really is your unique marriage union with a non-physical frequency. Now you can bring, the same information through, but in your own unique way. So if you come down to the core truth of leaders in my field, everyone's got the same message at the end of the day because there is only the universal law. There is just what it is. So, and and you're finding that a lot of the 
heaviness and all of the procedures and attachments are starting to fall away because we don't want that anymore. So channeling now is really uh, your ability to first speak with your soul or an aspect of your own consciousness. Now, a lot of people have this belief system that guides are all of these different beings and all the rest of it. In truth, a guide is an aspect of your own consciousness that's come to assist you, that can assist you, because it's a higher frequency. We're multidimensional beings. Again, we don't need to get into all of that because I've gone about that for ages, but ultimately channeling is bringing that higher consciousness through. So you've got all these famous writers. If you talk to a lot of artists, they bring their work through when they're in a different state of consciousness, whether that's through drugs or alcohol, it doesn't matter. It does open the veil. And they bring through this, these symphonies, this music, the, the creative art, because they're channeling, but they're doing it through a different frequency. Everything comes from the non-physical. You cannot have a physical world without a non-physical supporting it. We are non-physical beings. We're having a physical experience. So really, channeling is connecting to the truth, pure consciousness. So, and, and there's many ways to do that. Um, and if you really want to get good at it, then there's a certain procedures to sort of open up, shall we say, blockages uh, that would um, distort that information. So the analogy I would use there is that the frequencies that you speak of, it's kind of like radio stations. Yes. And I think that people are tuned into a radio station. It's just the default chaos, polarized, negative, whatever it they, they're on. Everybody's on a frequency. Yeah. And so that's why I'm attracted to people who talk about higher vibrations. Like, again, I'm not super woo woo, but I do believe obviously we are energy. Yeah. And so being able to use your own power of consciousness, because that's what makes us human is that we can choose our focus. To yeah. me, that's what consciousness is, is we get to choose what we pay attention to. Yeah. And when you're stuck in addiction, when you're stuck in just a life of habit, it doesn't even have to be a bad or it's just rote. I thought this yesterday. I did this. I felt this. You're doing the same thing over and over. When you are stuck in that habit lifestyle where it's Groundhog Day every day, you are not choosing well, your, your choice is a default and you don't realize there's a drop down menu where you could actually pay attention to something else. So for me, what I realize I've done with myself, the analogy anyway, it feels like I, when I realize I've, my radio station's been moved back to default, that I can stop and shift my focus to a higher frequency and get higher quality information, higher quality ideas to your point, creativity instead of consuming all these ideas and just regurgitating and this is who I am and this is what I think and this is what I do and this is how it always is and always will be. Like we can actually go into that and say, what else? Like I can do whatever the hell I want here. That's the power of human consciousness to be able to create something that doesn't already, that we are not already experiencing. I, I do think to your point, it exists, yeah. but we, we have to tune into it. We have to choose it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the irony is, is that we don't talk about our society, but you've got a lot of the government institutions, especially like your CIA, MI6, and they use psychic warfare. It's very, very common. And I grew up knowing all this information, how you can influence people, where you can do psychic attack. They use all this stuff. But it's, it, the Vatican have people that remove spirits from people. They don't talk about that. 
Like that's what I do. I do that in a bit. A lot of people, while they have addiction, is because they've got entities around them, feeding them, telling them to drink more, telling them to take more drugs, because they're feeding off that emotion, off that energy. So this is what half the problem is, is clearing people's entities around them. And also understanding that your environmental energy is also what's drawing in the addiction, because in inside, your soul doesn't uh, agree with it. It says, no, 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 you're just living in the world of illusion. This is, this is not who you are. Uh, and the hardest thing for spirit or the non-physical is getting human beings to believe they're not who they think they are. <laughs> like you said, I'm not my identity, you know. And as soon as you label, like, I am angry, you you are magnetizing yourself to that emotion until you detach from it. Yeah. You, you can't, you, you will yeah. stay stuck in it. So this is why labeling is so detrimental to, to, to people's health. And they should stop that in the medical profession as well because it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Like, you know, I, I could tell you I have ADHD. I used to have a drinking problem. I'm high strung and what like anxious. And it's like the one of my favorite, I, I call them cognitive bridges. Like what's the thought in my brain that gets me to move into work like this? And one of them is I'm going to go outside of my body and then watch and see what Colleen's experiencing yeah, absolutely. without words, like as, as little words as possible, just like what's she feeling? Where is it? And I don't even have an agenda. I just try to, to watch what's going on. I'm like, Oh, look, she got a belly ache, you know? And, and again, there's words in there. Of course we have human brains, but detaching from being the experience and watching is freaking, I think it's the superpower, yeah. you know, that allows people to change the trajectory of their lives. Absolutely. And you've just named it perfectly. It's just sitting still. Again, the new age movement, they're talking about ascension, fifth dimension, all of this hype. And it's, no, you don't need, you're already ascended. You're already multi-dimensional. You don't need to go anywhere. What you need to be is human and just be still and listen to yourself. And be present, exactly what you said. I mean, that's that's a great thing. I'm glad it's really good that you've got there because it's very hard to get to that space because of the mind. And the mind is fickle. So why would you allow your mind to take over and control your life when it's constantly changing? When you get the chills on the skin, when you get information and you feel it, most of the time, most people will go, they'll question it half an hour later, an hour later. They say, oh, actually, no, no, I don't actually, no. Because the ego mind is in fear of losing its control. And when you feel this, this chills on your skin, the excitement, that's the non-physical. That's your higher consciousness going, let's do that. That's right. That's that's the, that's the way we've got to go. Yeah. That's the correct answer. But you'll find that most people go back into their heads and then they go, no, no, actually, no, no. I don't believe that just happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything I'm going through right now, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really thinking about much now. Like I'll sit down five minutes a day with a pencil and paper and do some supervised thinking, but my brain needs a babysitter. She is not allowed to run off leash. Yeah. So unless I'm directing my own thoughts, every, every time I catch myself thinking, I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And it's amazing how the less I think, the, the better I feel, the more I'm able to, woo-woo word here, manifest what it is that I want control my focus because I'm not continually getting sucked back into this crazy story in my head of everything that's ever been wrong and everything that ever could go wrong, but just this peaceful presence, like the eye of the storm, if you will, and, and, and exist there, the more I can exist there, the more I'm absolutely floored mm. about my own potential and my own ability to have joy yeah. in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the great thing, the one thing that's plagued us all is the soul contract so when you surrender to your soul everything's laid out for you and 
most nine times out of 10, it's always going to be something better than what you've planned in your head. How many times you plan things, create these milestones and never happen? Because this, you're going against your soul. You're going against societal programming or a belief system that's based on, judged on something that's not right for you. And, you know, so many people are in the wrong profession. They're so unhappy. You talk to so many people. That, a lot of times my clients, I just want to get out of their jobs. They're, they're sick and tired of it. They say, this is just not me. You know, and they, they stay there because obviously they've got bills to pay, mortgages, etc. So when, when the soul is there and you, you surrender to that, you don't need to manifest something. You can manifest for little things, but the abundance changes. Your health changes. The relationship starts to change or you get a new one that's right for you and then all you, your job will change like you'll you'll get sacked or you'll decide to move on and another thing is like when people get sacked they create oh my god i've been sacked this doom and gloom how am i going to pay nothing goes against your will the company didn't sack you your soul sacked you your soul took you out of that job so again embrace the change you know everything's the other way around we see everything around we put all this doom and gloom on everything and that again, that frequency manifests out and you, you create a platform, an energy around you and it's, it's magnetic and you stay stuck in it. This is why people will let us say, I can't get out of my head because you thought so much. Thoughts are magnetic, it's energy. So if you're constantly thinking negative, you're creating a cloud around you. So of course you can't get out of it energetically because you're just bouncing off of it. So, and that's where breath work comes in with certain exercises, but you, you have to be conscious in the moment. You know, Like you said, you go to bed, you sit for 10 minutes and you breathe through what you're feeling in your body. That is the best meditation you can do because that will generate new thought. It will generate new feeling. And the difference between emotions and feelings, people think it's the same thing. No, no, no. An emotion is created with a thought. Yeah? Feelings are truth. Emotions are human. Let's get that right. So oh. <laughs> there's a difference. Yeah. Say more there. I've never distinguished between the two. Say more about that. So you have a thought, you, something happens, you're going to create a belief system about that person's situation. Then you're going to probably have an emotional reaction to it. Those two get locked in. So this is why we don't do belief work anymore. Because if you change a belief, if you don't change the emotional energy that's connected to it, it's going to come back. And this is why New Year's resolutions never work, because they're trying to push with the mind. But they haven't changed the feeling or the trauma around it that's created it in the first place. So feelings or when you feel something, like I said, you get that chill and you just know. It's different to thinking. You, everyone's had that experience at some stage where they just feel it. Just, I just, that's it. I just know it. I don't even have to think about it. There's no thought around it. I just feel it. So when you feel that, it's like a power within. An emotion is like sticky. It can be heavy. It can be attached, like I said, to experiences and belief systems. And emotions generally, at, at the moment for most people, are sort of negative in some ways because it's like, Oh, I feel sad, you know, the sadness, the depression, the fear, the anger. The, the only reason they're feeling them is because it's unresolved within them. So again, a feeling is, is the drive to do something. It's your truth. And it's actually the universal consciousness talking to you. It will talk to you through feeling. Archetype, metaphor, symbology, and feeling is how the non-physical speak. So you've got to be, like you said, got to have the intention to, to, to see that as well. And the, and the irony is they always say there's a thousand markers a day telling you which way to go, but we just, we, we've got tunnel vision, so we don't see it. And yes, there'll still be work to do, obviously, but it gives you the foundation to go, right, I can stand on my own two feet. I don't need to be codependent anymore. I don't need to be at the whim of my fickle ego mind. I now have the information. I now understanding what's going on in my own body and why I have this trauma, you know, why I had it. And it's empowering. You know, and a lot of people start writing, they start writing books, they start doing different things because it really inspires you. And it's like, well, yeah, if you've got a story, 
write it down, take, you know, give it to someone. Uh, but the main thing is, is, the, uh, is the information and understanding the process of why we're here and what we're doing in our bodies uh, and the support that you can have uh, from the non-physical uh, is amazing. I want to highlight something that you said for my listeners. These are skills. This is not something you are or are not born with. You know, I am not intuitive or I'm so right-brained or left-brained or like whatever. Like you have to learn to pay attention to things that you've been missing, yes. to, to lean into things that you were not conditioned to see. Like there's so much going on in any given moment and your little brain's only paying attention to, you know, a millionth of a fraction of the things that are possible. And so having someone, you know, maybe just listening to this podcast, reading a book, beginning to expand your awareness that there's more going on than how much money you owe for your mortgage and how much alcohol you had last night and who said what to who last week and what's going to happen next week. Like that's like such a low level. I do believe that all the pain in the world of where our society, it's just, it can't sustain the habits and the patterns and the values that we were all raised in. And the pain is what is the invitation to move into this. I believe humans are evolving in their consciousness. We have to, yeah. or we're going to kill the planet. Absolutely. I don't worry about the end of the world yeah. or the plastic in the ocean. I am focusing on what needs to happen so that we can just quantum leap through all of that stuff. And, and that may sound crazy, but so does, you know, doing nothing and dying in a, a fiery death. So I'm going to pick the one where I feel <laughs> like I have a purpose, yeah, you know, it's just a story. There's no such thing as a true story. Yeah. A story by definition is a creative thing. Somebody made up about two data points. Yeah, yeah. And so you can either lean into the story that lifts your heart and expands and connects you to spirit, to people, to a greater purpose, or you can focus on all the shit that's wrong in your life and suffer until you die. Yeah. Like that's kind of your option. Exactly. And it is a choice. We are now in a time of choice. Spirit said to me, we are actually going backwards in some ways because we are continuing this evolution of, of suffering no one said we had to suffer anymore fear is left fear now wants to leave the planet time has left the planet 2016 do you notice how time the old week feels like three days now time doesn't exist linear time never existed so everything's shifting and changing so we have to move with the planet the planet's evolving we're guests on this planet so you need to you need to be connected to what you are and you are made of the planet's materials we are water we are elements so it makes sense to come into that present moment and just be and everything will be given to you. Um, and that's, yeah, like I said, if you focus on the negative, and they also said there has to be the darkest of dark before the lightest of light. This chaos that we're going through now is rebirthing the new earth. We're going to come out of it 100%. So it's, 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 it's beyond, this is a universal thing. This is beyond human beings. Human beings think they're in control, but it's, it's another illusion. So <laughs> what we have to be in control of is our co-creative consciousness what we feed into each other. We're all connected. So yeah, it's very, yeah. yeah. So you're thinking. I read recently in a book that what we have to do is change our relationship with air quotes around truth. The truth changes the minute it comes out of your mouth, but our brains want to cling to ideas instead of constantly evolving our truth. Mm. Your truth changes every five minutes. I mean, write it down and track it. Mm. You feel something different every five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And so changing our relationship from thought into experience. I mean, we need our brains. I love using my brain and the way I think and all of that, but it's a tool. 
that either I have to control or it's controlling me. And the more I just let go to anything I know, oh, this is the truth. Well, that was the truth in that moment from that perspective in the universe for that second. Yeah. And then it keeps going. And so many of us are, we cling to the ideas that are just ideas in our head and we refuse to, to lean into the experience. Okay, this worked five minutes ago. It's not working now. Yeah. What's going to, and we just have to continue to, like they say, ride the wave or surf the wave. Like all these metaphors have been telling us the whole time oh, yeah. But I know as a, as a cognitive thinker, I never understood what that meant. Yeah. Now I do. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell the audience where to find more about you? What's what you got going on? How to reach you if if they want? Yeah, so my um best thing is just go on my website. All my socials are on there. Email www.alignmentmodality.com. Um, I'm on Instagram. I do post videos. I've got actually a Facebook group where I share a lot of live videos as well. It's a lot of channel messages and information. They're more for healing and, and information. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Paul. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you, Colleen. It's wonderful. Thank you. So that's it for today. I've got Paul's information in the show notes, as well as a link to my monthly storytelling workshop that's coming up again this Sunday. And you do not have to be one of my clients to attend. I do have a drop-in fee. So if you are at all interested in spending an hour with me, learning my signature three-part rapid expansion and relief storytelling method, get in the show notes and sign up. This is a workshop and we do partner work, so I highly recommend that you attend live. But when you sign up, you also get instant access to past replays, which means you can watch and learn the three-part process before you attend and get that much of a bigger bang for your buck at the actual workshop. So that's Sunday, February 18th at 4 p.m. Eastern, and I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon.